Hashtag SAFM Sport On. So then uh, let's talk about that bizarre incident that took place in Cape Town on Monday uh, before uh, Ruan Fisa's title defense against uh, Tian Fisa, I mean against Tian Fik as, 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 as Fisa leaned against the ropes before the fight. The ropes collapsed and he fell out of the ring and injured him, himself. And uh, we are joined on the line by his trainer, uh, Steve Kalakoda. Steve, good evening and thank you very much for speaking to us here on SAFM. Uh, thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure. Firstly, how's Rowan doing after this incident? Well, uh, you know, he was very, very shaken uh, at that moment because, you know, when a fighter goes into the ring, he wants to fight. The, the last thing he's thinking about falling out of the ring. Mm. And uh, Rowan is six foot eight. His opponent is also six foot eight. The two really big guys, the biggest ever in South Africa that have, that have contested the South African heavyweight title. It was a very freakish accident. You know, um, he has to, uh, whenever he gets into the ring, he, he has a certain protocol that he follows. He tests mm. the ropes because he's a guy that uses the ropes. And uh, obviously, as you saw on the videos, he tested on the one side, and when he tested the ropes on the other side, the rope just collapsed and he, and he fell down, you know. Mm. Um, at that stage, when I saw that, I, I, I was also quite shaken because a fall like that could have destroyed his career completely. Mm. If he had to fall on his head, or he could have injured. He's a big guy. He weighs 120 kilograms. He could have injured himself very badly. His legs landed on the on the ropes. Uh, sorry, on the table, oh. and uh, it was a concrete floor. He landed on the concrete floor, and um, you know, I immediately told Ruan. Uh, he he just wanted to get back into the ring. I said, "Look, the fight has not started yet. The gong didn't sound." You didn't take, shake your opponent's hand. So nothing has happened yet. Let's first establish if everything is okay. And uh, I called the doctor immediately. We went to the dressing room. The doctor examined him. He said his knee is not, not in a good state at all. It's going to limit his movement. So, you know, when that happens and you're in a 12-round fight, they, they, you cannot fight. Hmm. So what happened was the fight was then uh, stopped. And uh, this morning, Ruan went to go and see a doctor in Cape Town, and the news is actually a little bit worse than what we thought in the beginning. Um, he's got uh, a lot of bruising on his on his knee, on his left knee, and he also slightly injured his lower back, but his left elbow, he was trying to break the fall as he let go with a glove on the rope. His one, he was hanging with a, with a one arm on the glove, but when he landed, he also landed on his elbow. And uh, the elbow injury is, seems like a very bad one. The Ruan, uh, the doctor established this morning, will have a, a operation on his elbow the first week in January. So uh, there's nothing we can do at the moment. Um, you know, uh, you just have to wait, uh, stop all training and have this operation done. Yeah, that sounds really, really bad, uh, Steve. In your, in your time being involved in boxing, have you ever seen anything like this? I'm 35 years involved in boxing, 35 years. I'm a promoter that I've promoted more than 40 fights all over Africa. Mm. And I have never, ever in my life seen anything like this. Sure. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think, you know, when you have, when you have lighter weights fighting, this kind of problems uh, will maybe not happen. But if mm-hmm. you have two guys in the ring, one weighing 120 kilograms, then I think in the future there should be better precaution for something like this. 
So for those maybe not familiar with the ins and outs of boxing, I mean, you've already said you've never seen anything like this in your 35 years in boxing, but what would lead to something like this, um, uh, Steve? What would um, be the cause? Sorry? You were, you were, I'm you saying what would be the, the cause of the, of the ring rope snapping like that? You know, there could, could have been a depends on the manufacturer of mm-hmm. the ring, okay? Now, for me, when you have ropes, the ropes has to be spliced. The ro- when, when you join the ropes, you have to splice the rope. So it intertwines, you know. And the more you use the ropes, if it's spliced, is the tighter the ropes, the, the, the more solid it becomes. So the chances of a rope snapping is almost zero if the ropes are spliced. These ropes were not spliced. They were, they were held together uh, uh, with a clamp, with two clamps. So I think for me, I had a look at the ropes uh, after the incident, and that is what I observed. Hmm. And who now should this, yes. in my in my opinion, uh, 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 I think that was the actual problem that the ropes were not spliced. Um, but also, you need to remember when the when the ring was put up, the ropes were covered. So whoever inspected the ring, the, the BSA official, they're not going to take the covers off. No one ever. I, promoted more than 40 fights and I've traveled all over the world for boxing. No one ever takes the covers. You expect the ropes to be spliced and that's the last thing you expect for, for the rope to snap. So, so that's that's my observation that I observed as I got out of the ring. I looked at the ropes and that's what I saw. It was not spliced. And, and then in that situation, who should take responsibility for this? Look, but the, 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 this is the, the responsibility. When you promote, you hire a boxing ring, you get someone to come and put up the boxing ring for you. Then, BSA takes over your boxing tournament. BSA is the custodian of boxing. They will make sure that that ring is in good condition and the boxers can use that ring. If BSA established that, you, that, that this ring cannot use, they will cancel that tournament. Uh-huh. So as far as I'm concerned, I think the official in charge also inspected the ring. He does that. I know him very well, and he does that with all the tournaments. And as I'm saying to you, the ropes were covered by a cover with the names of the sponsors on. So if, 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 if those ropes were not spliced, I, th- I think if he saw that the ropes were not spliced, he would not have uh, allowed the fight to go on. But He'd, no one ever take covers off because you expect that yeah, mm. to be the case. It's basics. So, are you taking this matter up with the authorities then, as Rowan's camp? What's what's your move? Yeah, well, I'm Rowan's coach. He has a manager, uh, Nefisa. His father is his manager, and uh, immediately when this uh, incident happened, uh, the CEO, as soon as he heard about it, he immediately called Rowan's father. Mr. Lajaka, the CEO of Boxing South Africa, immediately called him. He wanted to have all the information of, of what happened. And he is uh, at the moment talking to Ruan's father of what is going to happen, what the next step will be in this situation. But we got all the support from the CEO of Boxing South Africa, Mr. Lajaka, from the very beginning. As soon as this incident happened, he was on the phone with us. So he's been extremely helpful. And... Um, uh, as I say, we know we have to now hear from BSA what the next step is going to be. As far as Rowan is concerned, he's, 
was out for until until his operation. So it's a very bad situation for him because he was in Cape Town and we had an eight-week eight training camp and we, we were going to start our next training camp in two weeks' time. He was going to have a two-week two rest and then we start with the next uh, training camp for his next fight. So it's all uh, stopped now at the moment. Sure. And I'm just hoping that the operation will go will go well because, you know, you never know when someone goes for an operation, you always hope that the results will be positive. Mm. You know, so I'm just hoping at the moment that his elbow will be okay after the operation because at the end of the day, his, his, his hands use, is, is how he earns his living. Uh. His boxing, is, is, it's all about having a healthy body and a healthy mind. And if he's, and he's got problems with his elbow, it can uh, be very, very uh, complicated for his, for his career in the future. It must be a tough one to take, Steve, considering how hard you had worked ahead of this fight. And I believe that Ruan also had a chance to fight overseas, but chose to fight here. Yes, yes. Because, you know, he's the South African champion. Mm. And when you're South African champion, you have to defend your title. And Ruan is a very proud South African champion. He wants to have that uh, South African title belt outright. He wants to be the owner of that belt. He has to defend it five times. He's already defended it once. This would have been the second one. So, um, yes, he, we, we cancelled the fight overseas because he wanted to fight here. And, um, you know, Ruan is from Johannesburg. Tian Fitti is from Cape Town. The, the normal thing you do, you don't go and fight a challenger in his hometown. Yeah. You bring him to your hometown. He's the champion. But he was so desperate to defend this title and to hold on to this title that he came all the way to Cape Town to fight Tian Fit in his hometown. So that shows you how proud he is of being a champion and how important the South African heavyweight title is to him. So what, what action would you like to see taken here? There are reports that the, the, the Ruan's team will be suing. Look, first of all, my first concern is that uh, now that I know uh, after today that he has to have an operation on his elbow, mm. the very first thing is I just hope everything goes out well with the, with the operation. Okay? That's the first thing. Then we know we, if everything is 100%, he can continue with his career. He's now... He's now in a, this fight would have been very, very good for him. If he, if he had won this fight, he would have moved uh, maybe in the top 60 in the world. Mm. And uh, so at the moment, up, nothing happened. So, so he's still in the same position. For me, in the future, I would, uh, the CEO was saying that um, it's the, every boxing tournament in South Africa, the safety of the boxers is the number one thing. You know, the CEO of boxing said that. Mm. And and I think it's always been the case. I have never seen anything like this happen in South Africa again. But I think in the future, it's maybe just when a promoter is promoting, especially heavyweight fights, with guys that weighs 120 or 115 kilograms, is there, that there should be uh, extra precaution when it comes to the ropes. Okay, we're going to continue after the break. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. For those who've just joined us, we're speaking to Steve Kalakoda, who's the coach of Ruan Fisser, after that incident that happened at Kems Bay High School on Monday, um, where he basically, the ring rope snapped and uh, he couldn't uh, defend his title, Ruan. And we're going to speak to Ruan uh, shortly. Uh, the video is up on social media and there is so much reaction um, on, uh, well, 
after people have seen this video on social media. Siam Lajla says Rowan needs to sue them. Uh, the sanctioning and the commissioning body has to have the inspectors for such things. It is their responsibility. And um, somebody says, oh, it's Siam Lajla says, yeah, he says, I don't know what's better. This happening before the fight or during the fight. Who commissioned uh, this fight? Somebody else says they need to make the rings bigger. I don't think that's the solution there. They just need to make sure they do a proper job. Steve, just before we went to the break, you were saying your main concern is safety and that's the lesson that you hope is taken going forward. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, as I was saying, you know, uh, it's important that uh, maybe, maybe in future, you know, boxing... Uh, is a very safe sport. It's the only sport that I know where, box, where, where athletes have to have a proper medical... Uh, they have to have a, a doctor examining them before they go into the ring. They have to have a HIV test. They have to have a hepatitis test. Everything is done a day before so that the, 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 the boxing commission makes sure every boxer that enters that ring is in good physical condition and is healthy. Now, now that is all great, and that is fine. That happens all over the world. It happens in this, and it's in this country as well. They're doing a great job with making sure our boxes are always medically examined before they go into the ring. I think what this incident has done is it has just shown us that we, we also need to put maybe a little bit more focus on the ring. In the ring, if you watch television, you watch what is happening in that ring. That is where the focus is, whether it's a title fight, whether it's a provincial fight, whether it's live on TV, whether it's delay TV, that event, all the focus is inside that ring. Now, I think, my opinion, uh, maybe a little bit more focus should be going into making sure that the ring is 100% safe for every boxer that steps in there. Okay, Steve. Wow, that's a bizarre incident. Thanks for speaking uh, to us. We did reach out to Boxing SA. They said they're making their way uh, to Cape Town just to find out exactly the full details of what happened there. Uh, so we'll wait for them until the investigation is complete. But I believe you are with Ruan. Are you able to pass him the phone? I'm with, yes, I'm with Ruan now at the moment. We, uh, we've just discussed what we're going to do about his future and uh, how long he's going to be uh, out of action, because, as I said earlier, he won't be able to do any kind of training now. But yes, Rowan. Um, okay, thanks, Steve. Rowan, good evening hello. from us on SAFM. Thank you very much for finding the time to speak to us. Good evening. Thanks for having me. How, how are you doing? How are you feeling uh, today, Rowan? Much better than uh, 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 Monday night, but uh, um, I'm feeling better. So shocked about what happened, but I'm feeling better. And um, uh, Steve told us you've gone to the doctor now. What do you make of what's come out? Yeah, it's just uh, my first um, after the fight, my left knee was sore. But the morning after the fight, um, my left elbow was uh, very sore. So I went to the doctor this morning, and he had a medical checkup, and uh, um, I'll have operation the first week of uh, January. Hmm. Um, but he said it's not a big operation. I should be um, ready to start training in three weeks after the operation. Mm. I, I would think you've never experienced anything like that, Ruan. Uh, how does that whole incident make you feel? What happened on that day? Yeah, it's something that I never thought would happen. Um, you, you don't even think about it when you start wearing and uh, going against the ropes. I've never thought about something like that. But it happened and uh, it was a big shock. 
But I don't think it should happen to any boxer. It's you know, totally unacceptable. And, uh, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a big shock. And I, I just hope now, in the future, promoters will have a better look at the ring before uh, somebody fights. Mm. To make sure the ring is uh, 100% ready and uh, something like that never, never happens again. Have, have the promoters apologized to you? Uh, have they explained to you how something like that could have possibly happened? Uh, at this moment, I've not heard from the promoters uh, yet, but uh, um, yeah, I've, I've not heard from the promoters yet. Sure. And um, there are reports that you're considering suing. Is, is, is that correct? Is that the direction you've been advised to take? I was in contact with my uh, um, my lawyers, uh, but uh, they will advise me on the way forward. But they will speak to my manager, my dad, Nick Fisher. Yes. On the way forward. I'm leaving it to my management team. I'm just focusing on the boxing and getting my body ready so I can start training again for my next fight because next year is going to be a big year for me. A lot of big fights coming up, so I have to be in best physical condition. So I'll just leave that to my management team and they can sort it out. I just want to focus on the boxing side. Steve says, actually, after that fall, you, you wanted to, to fight. You wanted to start the fight. Um, did you feel that you were ready? You couldn't uh, maybe realize the, what had happened or the seriousness of it? Yeah, I think the adrenaline was pumping and uh, I, was, uh, I was embarrassed, you know, to fall right in front of all the people. I was really embarrassed. And uh, when I stood up, I felt like it just, it, I was ready to fight. So when I went back into the ring, my coach said to me, now listen, let's go to the dressing room. Let's, have a, a, let's just have a look at you. Everything is fine. And then the doctor came in and saw my, my knee. My knee uh, um, immediately uh, started swelling up. So he said, no, I, I'm not in the right condition to continue with the fight. At that moment, I was very uh, disappointed because I had a very good, eight-week training camp, and I put a lot of hard work into this. And also, a training camp costs a lot of cost. A lot mm. of cost is involved. You know, I had to rent a house to stay in Cape Town preparing for this fight, uh, gym fees, sparring partners, uh, food, traveling costs. So it's a lot of money going into a training camp like that, and to um, and the fight doesn't happen. So that's not, it's not good for me and my team. And we, we had a goal to have six fights this year. Now I had five fights and I couldn't have the last one for this year. But um, I'm just I'm just grateful. It could have been worse. I could have uh, followed my neck or my head. So um, I'm very happy that didn't happen. And it's just uh, I just pray to God and say thank you to God for not uh, something worse happened. So I'm, I'm very happy. And what happens now to this fight against uh, this defense against Tian? Because he came out and he said he's getting married now and that's what he's preparing for. Yeah, you know, um, that's the first thing, uh, you know, when, when they said I have to fight Tian, I mean, he just want to feel how it, how it feels to fight for the title. He's not serious about keeping the title and being uh, an ambassador for South Africa. But I said, let's fight Tian. I don't know. He, he deserves a shot at the title because he's a mandatory challenger. Yeah. So I gave him a chance. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. I, I really feel sorry for him because he also tried very hard for this fight and he always wanted to fight against me. But I said, listen, if I'm ready to fight again, I'll give him a chance. I know he's got, he's got other plans now, but if he wants to fight me again, I'll definitely give him another shot. And from a boxing point of view, um, uh, Ruan, what, what do you lose here? Because I understand that you could have earned more money fighting in Vegas, but you had to take this fight in order to retain your SA title. Um, I, I did get a lot of offers. I get offers around the world to fight guys that are rated in the top 100 in the world. 
it fights very difficult fights, but you get bigger offers to fight them. But this fight didn't go about money. If I tell you how much I got for this money, you understand it's not about the money. For me, it's about uh, defending my South Africa title, keeping my title. I just feel like if Tian won me on Monday night, he deserves to keep the title. I just want somebody to fight me for the title. If they, if they win me, they can keep the title. I just want somebody to fight for the title. You can't just take the title. Fight me for the title. If you beat me, I'll give you the title. If I beat you, I keep the title. I just want to make the title worthy for like, to be a South African title. This is not the title just to go to anyone. You have to fight for the title, and then we'll, when I get the title. And 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 just finding out as we wrap up, do you describe this as a freak accident, or do you think it's just negligence on the part of the people uh, that were involved to set up the ring? Um, yeah, it's a, it is a freak accident because stuff like that. I haven't seen something like that uh, happen before. I definitely think it's a negligence on the on the promoter side, over people who uh, set up the ring, because um, I've been part of uh, promotions. And how, they, how it should be. If you put up a ring at the show, there's an engineer that, that will have a look at the ring and he has to sign off the ring and say, listen, this ring is 100%, the show can go on. So definitely there, must, there should have been um, a few mistakes that night because when I walked into the ring that night for the fight, the ropes was already very loose because usually I, I struggled to climb all over the ring, over the ropes, and it was loose. So... I could see the stuff, and that's why I, test, I always test the uh, ropes. And mm. unfortunately, that happened, and um, the fight was off. But yeah, there was definitely a mistake on the ring. Uh, okay, Rowan, as we um, just wrap up now, just your thoughts on the state of heavyweight boxing in South Africa. How do you describe it? Well, I think uh, there is potential. Um, on my side, I really. I really try to bring heavyweight um, boxing back. I also still have mistakes, and I'm going to work very hard to become a better boxer. And definitely next year, I want to fight international big fights. But yeah, I think we definitely have potential. We've got a lot of good boxers in South Africa, in all weight divisions. I think uh, if we get uh, a good training and uh, there's a better, um, more money into bringing back into boxing for the for the fighters, and they get bigger purses, so they can. Um, just focus on their boxing. We don't have to have a second job. I definitely think uh, boxing in South Africa can uh, compete with guys all over the world because we really have good potential. Mm. And for you, what does the future hold? At the moment, I just quickly want to get my body 100% uh, physically in good condition. And uh, definitely next year, uh, Steve's got big plans for me to fight international uh, big heavyweights. And uh, I really think I'm, I'm ready for it now. I'm 29 years old. And uh, I've had a good experience now. I've got 19 uh, fights. So um, I'm definitely ready to take on the big guys. And uh, definitely next year, I'll keep on defending my South Africa title. I know Johnny Miller is there. Um, if Tian Sik wants to fight me again, I'll, I'll fight him. There's a few guys I'll, I'll fight in South Africa, but definitely also focusing on the international uh, level. Okay. Well, Rowan, our apologies for what happened on Monday night. We don't like seeing that. It shouldn't have happened. Uh, but thanks for finding time to speak to us and keep your head up and we'll catch up with you in the near future. Thank you so much for having me and have a wonderful Christmas. Thanks, Rowan. That's the champion there. Uh, as a heavyweight champion, uh, Rowan Fesser, who could not defend his title because of what happened in Cape Town. We have reached out to Insane
promotions uh well i'm sure you're listening to us insane promotions just return our calls please can we talk about what happened here uh, who takes responsibility for this uh, rowan says you haven't even gotten in touch with him nobody has called him it's only psa that called uh, his father neft and spoke to them so please insane promotions i would like to get your side of the story here we've been calling you you've got our messages um uh, if you uh want to talk the platform is here uh, we've got another 25 minutes there do the right thing uh, we are gonna go to east london also uh, but we're gonna take a quick break shortly at safm radio and at tabiso musia on twitter so last week uh, we did preview a uh, Taba Promotions events tournament, uh, best of the best. It took place this past Monday, and tonight we welcome a back Taba uh, Promotions uh, Ayanda Matiti to find out if everything went according uh, to plan. Taba Promotions, uh, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us again on SAFM. Good evening, Evening to listeners. Did it live up to the name, best of the best, the tournament? <laughs> well, uh, from where I'm sitting. Uh, it did, and it actually exceeded my expectations. But you be the judge, and you be the update. Well, from actually from the reaction that I was seeing uh, when it was happening on Monday night, I can agree with you that it actually uh, lived up to expectations. So many people were following, so many people were posting on social media about that tournament. So I think I can agree with you on that one. Indeed. And um, is there anybody that stood out for you on on that that probably surprised or stood out for you on Monday more than anyone else? Well, uh, 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 all the boxers contributed uh, fairly, but uh, I think for me, uh, given his age, Kosnati uh, stole the night, um, yeah. and um, th- th- there was an underdog on the fight that was not broadcasted live between Sabelengadiane and uh, Luandilengake, and mm. and I get to my second um, person on the ones that excel. Mm. So you think and, Joy- and obviously Kalambo, yes. uh, um, mm. So are you you saying uh, Joy was very impressive against Joey Kanoi? Because we spoke about Joey Kanoi last week. We know that he's got experience. He's forty in South Africa before. Yes, I was impressed by my Matarez uh, consistency, and uh, given his experience, I think he executed the game plan uh, from the first round till the twelfth round because. Kenoy was always dangerous from the first round till the last one. Mm. So, so I think um, Joey was able to use take advantage of his long arms, but experience as well. He, he went down when he wanted to go down, and uh, I can I can safely say that my mother still has a, a good team because he was caught by some body punches, but also over arm right that he took uh, very well. And, and he became the victorious in that thought. Another one that a lot of people were talking about was uh, Siakolo Akuse there against Busi Sobandla, and there were so many reviews about about Kuse. Uh, do you agree with those positive reviews? Well, I, I do. I, I think um, uh, Kuse did, did wonders um, on, on the day. Um, it, it was, he actually he fought alone. If, if I could say that, mm. um, and and a new champion, congratulations to him. Um, ob- obviously, if, if I'm, I'm not uh, uh, Nyana, no, no Nyana's trainer, mm. but um, we, we did have an interaction with them, and they have an account of, of uh, what actually happened in the fight. But uh, I 
Monsefo um, deserves our congratulations. He, he took that title uh, in a very nice uh, way. You see, if, if you have such boxers um, uh, that when given an opportunity, they are able to conclude a, a, a fight there and there so that you don't miss that moment and then get caught up later on. I think this is the moment and congratulations to him. Hmm. And the one fight, though, we didn't see was the main fight involving Gideon Butelezi. Uh, what happened there? Hey, a moment happened there. Hey, I, I, I think uh, it, it's quite disrespectful for anybody who beat ourselves as South Africans to travel if we're fighting a big fight in Europe or in America, to travel when you know you're overweight. And, and actually get lent into that country when you know that you can make weight and, and hide behind many things. That's, that's the only summary um, that I can explain. Uh, because um, Marin landed on, on Thursday mm. uh, afternoon. Um, on on Sunday morning, on the day of the way in, I met up with his trainer for the first time at the hotel and and they were having breakfast and i was surprised with how marin was eating oh. and when i approached him i asked how how is the fight with and and whatever said he said he's not sure if he's going to fight hmm. and i thought it was a joke maybe they would pull it in the stand and uh, when i spoke to the uh, the trainer he also said he blatantly says they're not fighting so I then started to introduce myself. Look, I'm 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 promoting the fight. What is happening? He later took me serious, and then he, he changed the entire story to say Marin has collapsed in the morning. I mean, we're in the same hotel. Mm. No hotel was called. The hours not called. They never requested to go to the hospital. So I immediately because Doctor Nadana was in the restaurant as well. He had just finished breakfast. I called him in. We asked them questions, but uh, because we could see that Marin is, is held as nothing or anything, mm-hmm. and we suspected that they were trying to get away um, and hide behind this street because they could not make their weight. Mm-hmm. So we insisted that they go to hospital, um, and they were taken to life. He was taken to life just for clearance, and we agreed that they would join us in the way in at one. So they went. Um, fortunately for us, the results cleared him. That is fit to fight. Uh, so when he came, the way he started at one, but he came at just after two, uh, mm-hmm. and there were our own doctors there. So they also checked him, and they also cared him to fight, but they refused to fight. We then said they must go to the scale, and we realized that our suspicions were proven because they were said that he was uh, 56.99, which is a featherweight, and Gideon was 51.2-something. Uh, mm-hmm just within the limit. I mean, it's a disgrace for anyone who can sign a contract late October, prepare for a fight, which is a main bout in another country, request rights, broadcasting rights for Romania and America, and they're given the rights by both myself and the broadcasting network, and they come into the country and they do this thing. Unacceptable. So as a, as a promoter then, uh, do you still keep your financial obligations to Marin? How does it work? No, no, no. We they they refuse to fight. In, in fact, we are pursuing them. Um, we we have met with our lawyers uh, this 
meeting again the following morning because we'll be um, claiming for damages. Uh, I mean, imagine how uh, the entire continent was watching, was awaiting that fight. Kitiyon mm-hmm. prepares, he has joined camp starting from the 1st of November. He comes to Israel and preparing for the fight. The family is there. There's no fight. I'm the promoter. I'm preparing for the fight. There's been a lot of build-up marketing in the fight. And my main bout, suddenly, just on the day of the win, is off. So, so it's something that is unacceptable. Uh, they refuse to fight. Um, so there's, there's, I can't keep my obligations. They never, in any event, re- requested me to honor my financial obligations to him. But um, the reality of the matter is that had they fought, uh, they are implications to, to get you on their implications to, to my brand, which has got an international footprint. If I promise my, my, my friend, and the boxing fraternity that I will have such a name about. And I have a, a relationship with the broadcasting network that has been doing that fight as a main talk. So, so that we're looking at those things. Uh, and, and obviously, when we're advised adequately and properly on the best way to uh, cause of action, um, we'll obviously inform you. But we've already briefed the, the president of the IPO. Um, but finally, we'll, we'll await the, the best legal recourse. That's what we take from our lawyers tomorrow. And and how has uh, Gideon uh, taken this? Because we spoke to him last week. We spoke to you. Uh, you mentioned that he was preparing with welcome Nita. He'd made so many sacrifices, leaving his family behind to go camp in Islam. And basically, I'm sure it couldn't have been easy uh, for him to accept this. Remember, it's not easy. Um, it, it can be easy, Travis. Uh, you, you can imagine yourself. Um, I mean, we've made a commitment that uh, after he won, uh, he made his defense, knockout first round, that will bring him back either in America or here. Now, we negotiated and agreed that we must avoid the best bits and have the, fi- have the fight here. But how do you explain, um, just going back to the personal question you asked, mm. how do you explain a, a, a boxer who's supposed to fight uh, in the junior pandemic during the way in the makes of the seventh featherweight and uh, he refuses it's not as if he voluntarily went into the scales where to meet with the supervisor the IPO supervisor and the the, the, the person of the boxing commission in south africa and actually say over and above the the, the medical certificate that confirms that you are ready you, you can fight we need to see a week they they as a condition, went into the scale, not not as an official way to say that they are submitting to our pressure that we must see their weight. But they were refused, they were very clear that they are not fighting. Yesterday, um, and then, because we made a mistake of not uh, taking the that original copy. So mm-hmm. when I requested it in the morning, they said they've lost it. It's only when I threatened that they will not, they are not going to leave the country. It came. It immediately came. They called. We went together to the boxer's room. We got the medical certificate because the the IPO supervisor has been looking for them in vain without getting them hold of them. And so they only met yesterday, apart from the day of the meeting. So, so, so it's something that uh, it, it, it's unacceptable from one city. And as we wrap up now, club up promotions, uh, we also understand that, uh, well, maybe you can confirm for us if it's true that the tournament was initially cancelled by Boxing SA due to purse monies apparently not being paid on time. Is that correct? 
Yes, it is correct, Carito. Uh, uh. uh, remember, we, we, we hold different views uh, on the front of both the Act and the regulations. Boxing South Africa relies on the regulations. We rely on the Act as, as a superior element. The Act says the person shall be paid on or before the day of the wage. So last year, after a board decision, they then BSA took a decision that test monies, um, if test monies have not been paid in two weeks, which is 14 days, we then had a, a, a joint meeting in February this year between ourselves as the national promoters and folks uh, in we, we then agreed that uh, we need to uh, have a national meeting that will deal with all the inconsistencies and contradictions in the regulation. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a regulation that advantages the promoter or the folks in South Africa, but we need to have seamless integration between the two. And and that, uh, as it stands now, most likely it will take place next year because uh, it has not happened. Because what I would hope jointly that the meeting or the convention between the all promoters and folks in South Africa to look specifically and the issues that I'm raising will take place before November. So, uh, most probably it will take place in, 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 in February. But we are preparing for a joint um, briefing on issues that uh, are common interest. For example, like the, the three-fight rule. You see, there's a, there's a regulation that no one wants, uh, but it must be enforced. The regulation that says in order to fight for a title, a sort of skin title, you must have a three-fight uh, in that division. So no one wants that regulation, but Boston South Africa must enforce it because it's there, it's in the regulation. So I think even those quick wins, if we're agreeing about them, we need a platform where we'll jointly agree, sign, so that they can be given to the minister, so that the minister can take it to Parliament for further amendments. But on matters where we're stuck, uh, we then agree that they must be deferred up until a collective uh, platform agrees on them. So it's, it's not the first time. I'm agreeing that the fight was cancelled, but subsequently after that, we submitted all our test money and all of that. So how were you able and to resolve it then for the tournament to go ahead? We we, we then submitted the... the we met our obligations, financial, financial obligations, on the test money. So uh, we were then given a green light. Uh, in any event, if, if I can just mention it, that is the first mm. that we could not talk about this thing uh, objectively last year. Mm. When, when elements of this, these elements raise their arguments, there has never the, the translation letter has always been an instrument that that is used by Boxing South Africa to establish whether or not the, the promoter cooperates and ultimately he would uh, have money in the ultimate end. So if if we, we there would have been another meeting again as I'm talking now. Where we agreed that uh, though we disagree fundamentally with PSA with the 14 days, but they must still um, use this measure of cancelling fights and then speak to a promoter directly. If there's proof that the promoter will meet the requirements, uh, that would happen between the promoter consent and boxing for the fix. Uh, for example, for instance, in my case, I had to meet the obligations uh, before the dramatical, and then those were met and the fight took place. At the time, we we had a meeting, a UN interview last, last week. Mm. Uh, those financial applications were met in total, or rather in full. 
Okay, Piri, we don't have BSA to come and answer because when they were on the show, they said a cancellation is a cancellation, but they're not able to speak to us tonight. Leading Sport Stories of the Day on SAFM. Well, I did tell you that there is a boxing tournament that is taking place in Limpopo uh, next uh, Friday on the 27th at the 210 Hotel in Sivasa. Uh, it is uh, the Royal uh, Boxing uh, Challenge there. And we are joined by Mr. Paul Masindi just to talk to us about what we can expect next Friday. Mr. Masindi, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us on SAFM. Uh, good evening to you and all the listeners of SAFM. Talk to us firstly about the Royal Boxing Challenge. Who's putting everything together? Uh, the women's sports promoters. And uh, and uh, what's the idea behind this uh, tournament? Yeah, the main objective, of course, is to produce as many champions as we can, in more especially in the region. Mm. That is the region, yeah. Mm. And and can you tell us about Nzelele Women's Sports Promotion when it was started? Uh, the promotion started in 2016, and it is led by the women. That is uh, great. But I'm the I'm the matchmaker, secretary, and also the spokesperson. So the promotion is currently led by women. So they have seen the. The, the problem of actually a desire around for the community. Mm. Yeah, because uh, we were no longer having like those days of uh, blow by blow. Yes, yeah, spe- everyone was uh, still willing to watch boxing, but it was no longer happening year around. Especially because you've produced so many champions in that part of the country. Uh, why have things been so slow over the past few years? Uh, the problem is the sponsorship. Like business uh, people are not responding to boxing as such. So we currently have uh, one sponsorship, and then we the the ones who are sponsoring us uh, from 2017. This is the tournament since 2017 huh. and it is every year in middle after Christmas and as the matchmaker what can we expect then I see uh, Taima is fighting Spider Munya is also fighting there what can people look forward to next Friday yeah what I can say as you have already seen the bout uh, the, the, the bill of the mm. this bout yeah it will be a nice tournament. We're having all local champions again. It's like shouting versus Limpopo. <laughs> yeah, so Rosiwa Maemu will be up against uh, Tembani Obian in the main bout of the tournament. Yes. So our champ is Rosiwa Maemu. So he was challenged by Tembani Obian. There is a Belt called the Royal Belt, uh, so it's a royal champion. Uh. Now you have seen it that it's a non-title fight in flyweight in lightweight division, but he is a champion since we started this tournament. Okay, great stuff. Looking forward to it. Are you happy with ticket sales? Hello. And I'm saying, are ticket sales going well? 
Yes, yes. So they are ready at computer kit at under Okay, thank you very much, and Mr. Masin. All the preparations are at good stage so far. We have indeed encountered problems, except that the said that we about between Dion Mbuban was supposed to be between Dion Mbuban and the Mangata. Yeah, so he was replaced by Gerald Titus, also from Kauten. Okay. Okay, great for great. Looking forward to that. Also Gregory Melo against Kayale Tumbeje, another one to look forward to next Friday in Limpopo at uh, at uh, the two ten hotel in Sebasa. That's Toyando, right? Yeah, it is Toyando. I'm sure it is Toyando. Yeah. Okay. And we're gonna end the show on a very sad note here. I've got um the the um, well-renowned uh, ring announcer, Mr. Sipo Mashejo, there who joins us on the line now because uh, he posted something on his Facebook page and it is really sad. Uh, Brasipo, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us on SAFM. Good, af- good evening, Kaviso. Uh, good evening to the listeners of SAFM. Sad news, uh, Brasipo. Can you just tell us about your post here on Facebook that I just saw before we came on the show? Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a very sad day indeed. Um, Taviso, it's it's actually my birthday today, uh, uh. but uh, it ended on a very sour note. Uh, I got a call in in the afternoon today um, from Mr. Bongani Magasela from the uh, Soweten, um, informing us of the untimely passing of um, well-known uh, boxing manager Makosi Kosa, uh. who um, who succumbed uh, to his illness. Uh, this this morning, um, I've spoken to his brother as well, uh, Sandy Lekaka, and he has consent. Um, the man is no more, and um, it's so sad for the boxing fraternity, and um, you know, a, a sad way to end the year as well. Um, he's been a vibrant um, personality, uh, flamboyant. You know, he's somebody who had dreams and visions about the sport of boxing. And I'm sure I'm talking on behalf of the family, the Noza family as well, and um, you know, boxing the boxing fraternity as well. That he was a likable person, personality, and he's also been a manager to some of the top boxers, yeah, Buki and Onina, mm. um, for one. You know, and um, you know, it's so sad. It's a very sad day indeed. No, very, very sad, Brasipa. Uh, I mean, he was actually here in studio a couple of weeks ago with Ubugiwe yeah. Nonina. Um, yeah, a couple of months ago, actually. And I remember he was also based in the UK and then he came back to South Africa to try and promote a few boxers. But, uh, well... You you did share the information on, on on social media, and I think a lot of people yeah. are now are reacting to it. But thanks for speaking to us, Brasipa, uh, during this difficult time, especially on yeah. your birthday. Thank you, Tavi. So it's um, you know, I'm uh, condolences to the family, and uh, you know, may the, his soul rest in peace. He, he, you know, I think everybody in the boxing fraternity and and the feedback that we've been getting from boxers, uh, trainers, and everybody involved in boxing has been supportive, and everybody's surprised this has happened. It's a very sad day indeed in in South African boxing. Yeah, and I saw one of his family members actually also t- took to Twitter uh, to also announce uh, this uh, sad news. And on that somber note, uh, that's where we're going to have to end the show. Apologies, we did run out of uh, a time there for a lot of things we wanted to speak about. But uh, yeah, that's it from us. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for news.